0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Once again, fellas, it's 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Welcome into the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast. We cover it all, sports gambling, hot takes, food, music, all with a Philly flavor. And yes, we'll take your calls on the hotline. It's time to get the party started. Here's your hosts, Donnie and Jeff. What's up, everybody?
2: Welcome in to the Don't Tease Me Bro podcast. It is New Year's Day 2020. I am your host, the big man on campus, Jeff Nato. I know all of you are probably full of maybe a nice dinner, maybe some New Year's resolutions, all sorts of stuff to wet your whistle with, but I'm here live with you on a Wednesday, uh, getting you back really to, you know, holidays being over, because they basically are. I mean, in two hours, it's January 2nd, and a new year is upon us, so it's time to make your resolutions, get focused, and get back at it, because now it's time to make money. We have uh, plenty of time here. We've got basically three months of college basketball, and i got a pretty fun show packed for you here tonight. I hope you're out there enjoying uh, your day and night with your family, whoever you're with, but it's time to get down to business. And again, this is where we do it folks, uh, here on the don't tease me bro podcast, a couple of things that, um, I do want to just talk about right out of the gate here. People have been reaching out about Donnie Wrightside. side. Um, you know, Donnie decided, you know, we kind of decided Donnie was just going to kind of, um, you know, kind of get, get, get to do his own thing. Um, you know, uh, it's tough just because of his and I's current kind of content situation. Um, and, uh, You know, for Donnie, he you know he has a family. I don't necessarily have one. So, um, for me, I'm just going to kind of turn this into my show. Uh, I'm going to feature handicappers. I'm going to get some guests on weekly. Kind of have a different one every night. Kind of try to grow uh, the platform a little bit here. So, you know, it's something we can kind of build on. Kind of build into what we want to do here. Um, But uh, this show is really about all of you tonight. I'll get to some NFL later. Uh, I do want to talk about the Cleveland Browns and the Philadelphia Eagles in a little bit, but uh, most of the show tonight is really going to be about college basketball. And, you know, I want all of you to join me. Um, and you can join me at 515 605 9349. Mike Randall from the Action Network is going to join me in just a second. We're going to talk college hoops. And, you know, Mike's a guy that I enjoy reading. He's one of my favorite uh, college basketball cappers and writers. And I've talked before about the college basketball writer group, a landscape, kind of those certain people that are known to talk college basketball. And and look, I've made it clear, it's kind of a fraternity. Uh, It's tough for those guys to, like, give anybody that's not, you know, working for SI or something like that any sort of love. So, you know, I want to shout out to people like Mike Randall and um, Gus over at Screen the Screener podcast, you know, three-man weave. Um, There are certain guys that are just really ornery. Um, You know, I I think some guys are always like kind of perturbed about coming on and talking with a gambling guy. And, you know, again, I know I can be a little abrasive. So for them, I think it's tough. But, um, you know, there are certain guys that almost kind of thumb their nose up at at gamblers and people that are doing it. Yet it's weird because on their own columns, they do gambling. But uh, it is what it is. I'm I'm excited to talk uh, to Mike tonight. We'll kind of get the uh, grab on some college hoops, stuff like that. Uh, So while we wait for him, uh, I want to give the phone number out one more time. You can join the show now, 515-605-9349. What are you looking at right now in college basketball? What's something that uh, is working for you? Uh, What's something that you're looking forward to? Or maybe you just want to talk about your favorite team. Seneca State Aztecs uh, win today. Uh, It wasn't easy. Um, They're starting to get into their conference play. They didn't cover the number, which uh, is something they've been doing. But, uh, you know, look, I've talked about it. Can this team actually go undefeated? And, you know, today it was another typical defensive performance from uh, the San Diego State Aztecs. as They hold Fresno State to just 52 points. But this is not a vintage Fresno State team. This is a, a Fresno State team that you know doesn't have Paul George walking through the door. So, you know, the San Diego State Aztecs move to 14-0. and uh, They move and get another win here. Wasn't easy, though. Uh, just a nine-point victory. We'll see uh, what our friend Mike Randall thinks about them and more. Coming up right now, let's bring in Mike Randall. And Mike, you know, I was just talking, um, you know, and, and I'm glad you came on, because I've I like reading your stuff you made a comment saying, Mike, that I'm one of your favorite people on Twitter. Is that true, or are you just, you're just buttering me up?
3: No, that's 100% true, man, because you tell it like it is. I don't want the may or may not analysis. People will give a pick. They'll say, you know, Creighton may or may not cover three against Marquette tonight. What does that do? You take a stand. You defend it. If you're wrong, you man up to it. I mean, you're doing push-ups on Twitter. How are you not one of my favorites?
2: thank you, Mike. No, listen, uh, I've learned from when I I was a kid, Mike, my mother told me, um, don't ever take shit from anybody. Be, be a real motherfucker and do your shit, handle your business. And, you know, I've always done that, you know, whether people like me or don't. Uh, and I I was just saying before you came on, you know, I I always respect you and, and Gus as well over at your podcast. I know you do some work with the action network. I always respect people like you because, There are so many people, Mike, that will not come on and, you know, talk. Um, They hide behind some facade on Twitter or some identity that they don't want to give. Or I always respect people like you that come on and and, and kind of talk and and offer your opinion. You do a great job at, at the Action Network. What else you got going on right now, Mike?
3: Yeah, that's it. I was at Action Network, and you were nice enough to come on our pod. I was doing a lot of fantasy football stuff, so Gus was man in the controls. But now we're back together, ready to attack college basketball. So I was doing that. I was doing the Rotoviz uh, weekly mailbag for fantasy football. So I got a lot of stuff going on all over the place. But now it's college basketball, and you hit on it, Jeff. That's the key. Like you have to take a stand. We have convictions here. We have beliefs. I have all the people from Nevada hating me last year, attacking them. Now I got the <laughs> Arkansas fans hating me. I'm just telling you like it is, I don't love everyone every year. But I will tell you that last year, Gus and I did a pod on Screen the Screener. Before the season started, we called the Tony Bennett Redemption Tour. Now, listen, I, I didn't know that he was going to hit game-winning shots three times in a row in the, in the tournament. But, like, we take stands. And if we're wrong or wrong, we man up. That's what it's about.
2: No, it really is. It's that I actually remember when you were taking shit from uh from the the Nevada fans. I know there were certain bloggers as well. You know the goody two shoe bloggers that have a problem with with anything negative about something. So yeah, uh, that was. Uh, what, let me ask you, Mike, right out of the gate, what's your beef with Arkansas? You, you're just not a Musselman guy. Is that is that the truth or what? what no, like, man. Do you I do have a beef with them. Now?
3: no it's just well they think i do because i was betting against muss at indiana and quite frankly they were dead and buried i mean it's not like the the, we're not end result people so like if i make a pick and i'm wrong the whole time and then a miracle happens like the last three minutes i don't go pounding my chest and touting the pick but the fact is isaiah joe hit a bunch of threes late they got back into the game and they won my issue is i think musselman much like al skinner who is at my alma mater boston college there are coaches that are builders. Not every coach can get you to a national championship. Not every coach can get you to a Final Four, but there are coaches who get the fan base fired up, who are great people, who work hard, who are positive. Colin Wilson, who I do the uh, – I'm going to start doing the Action Network college pod again with him and Stuckey, He's a huge Arkansas fan. We're going back and forth. In the game that they won at Georgia Tech this year, remember, they didn't score in the overtime till like the last second when he, when they banked in a three. The play that Musselman designed, because you could see in the huddle, was he put a circle on the board and wrote basket in the middle. Okay, so but he's not an X and O guy, and that's fine. I don't know if Bobby Bowden was an X and O guy at Florida State. There's nothing wrong with that. But I do think, man, in the SEC against obviously better and more talented coaches than he was in the Mountain West, I think he's going to get exposed. But that's not to say that he can't do a great job at Arkansas getting them back to a really solid foundation. I just think there's going to be some betting opportunities to fade him you know, as Arkansas gets a better record.
2: He's Edward Geron. In college basketball, so that's it's what he is. He's a great motivator. He's a guy that is going to get you fired up. He's going to, you know, hang on your level and try to be cool and listen to the stuff that you're listening to. And you know, he's a he's a guy like that. But I agree with you. I mean, you look at this team. I, I got to tell you, I bet against them at West Kentucky. I took the Hilltoppers in that game. I just love the way that group plays at home. And I ended up not having Charles Basie for the overtime, but I mean, you look at outside of that Georgia tech game. And obviously that was a game that they won by one, as you said, in overtime, you know, they beat Indiana the other night, but I think we can all agree. I mean, um, Archie Miller's time there has been very inconsistent. As I said, they lose and give up 86 to West Kentucky. Outside of that, what the hell is this roster or this schedule? I mean, you've beaten literally nobody. Everybody, you know, creams in their pants because – this group is, is is allowing 22% from three, but has this team faced an elite offensive group yet? Oh, yeah, they did. They gave up 86 points uh, in that game against West Kentucky. So, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think when it really – the rubber meets the road here in a couple of weeks here, I think this team's going to get exposed. They're not a good rebounding team. I think they're just an average offensive group. Nothing really makes waves with me here with them. And um, they have no bench. That, that's another thing you have to kind of key in on. I remember a couple years ago, Mike, SMU had uh, – a group Tim Jankovic for whatever reason Tim Jankovic never has any interest in like building a bench and I remember they they were killing it in in the non conference they go into conference play they play really well there and then they get to the NCAA tournament and people are talking about them making an elite eight run I remember they got bounced in the first round by USC because they had no bench um, you're, you're totally right with Musselman I I think it just has to kind of come out though Mikey. you don't like Musselman. i think it's pretty clear uh in your comments but i think you're dead right
3: and i think here's the thing maybe you're right full disclosure but the issue is there are spots man where i will like Musselman and bet him i'll give you an example when they host kentucky on january 18th at home the stadium's going to be sold out He may rip his shirt off before the game. There are spots when the let's-go coaches, which is what I I call them, the let's-go guys, when they're going to step up. That's the spot. It's not on the road at Jamie Dixon. It's not on the road there against like a Florida. That's not the spot. But I just think that there are times when those coaches can be faded and times when other coaches can be faded. You get it.
2: Yeah, I think you're 100% right. Mike, another team in the SEC that that I'll tell you has been – pretty disappointing to me and may be one of the top leaders so far uh twelve games in as far and again we're only twelve games in but I gotta tell you I've been pretty disappointed with Florida. I mean you took a bit inconsistent. I mean you really have lost every step up game really outside of um you know Xavier, which is a nice win on the neutral court, but Xavier's been his at times uh, inconsistent as they are. I haven't really – I don't think we've really seen the best Xavier team either, and I don't know if we've seen the best Florida team. But is this just a consistent problem with Mike White? I remember last year, the the issue with them is they couldn't couldn't score consistently. They had great defense, but couldn't score consistently. You look at this year's team. I mean, it it really hasn't been much better. They've been putrid from three – Um, Blackshear, you know, has done what he can, but I don't think he can move mountains. Uh, are they another, because this is an SEC problem. You you look at really in this conference. I mean, is there any team, I mean, even Kentucky has been kind of, you know, kind of interesting at times. Is is this just an open conference? Is is that where we're at with them?
3: I think it's down a little bit from prior years. So I think that's why people are getting down on it. The thing with Mike White is fascinating. and, And I go back and forth about Florida as well. The issue is you can run, Mike. Like, are you going to be Virginia or are you going to get these incredible athletes? So the frustration yeah. is that he has players. Andrew Nemhart, my partner Gus, and I go back and forth about Nemhart. You can't win if Nemhart's going to give you nine and three and five. That's not good enough because they don't score. It was funny, but I liked them against Nevada last year in the first round because I thought, again, it was a better match. Mike White's deal is he's got to find a way. He coaches the defense. The defense is excellent, absolutely, but they've got to use the talent. If you're going to, Jeff, have these athletes in Florida, Kerry Blackshear came there. He's 14-8. and He could be 16-9, and and I want to see Andrew Nemhart, who all the Gator fans will tell you is like one of the greatest point guards in the nation – Andrew, give me a five game sample of 15 and 8. Let me see that because, in the end, when it gets to March, man, you got to step up and make shots. That's what has to happen. That's why teams like North Carolina that run Gonzaga's had a lot of success, they're getting up and down the floor. So, down screen, back screen, it works for Virginia because he tailors his recruiting to it, but I don't think Florida does. So, I feel like they're trapped in this straitjacket and they got to break out on offense, but White won't let them.
2: Yeah, you know, I saw Scotty Lewis when he was at the Rainy School, which is, I believe, up near, well, kind of near you. You're in North Jersey, I believe. Um, yep. I, it's, I think the Rainey School's in Tinton Falls, I believe, which is like Monmouth County. But I remember when he was what there. What you, do? impressive was, man. Well, I actually dated a girl from Rumson, so I know the area pretty well. Um Yeah, you know, come on, Mike. I'm a, I'm a resident. Ner- I'm a resident Jersey guy. Come on. I mean, I know him from PA, <laughs> but, uh, but no. I, I, I this kid. I mean, he's a top ten recruit. I mean, he's a McDonald's all American. Yeah. I remember looking when I, when I, you know, when I was looking at recruiting, which I try to do every year, you know, he reminded me a lot of like, a, you know, just that explosive three, you know, that guy that, that we love now in, in basketball. I, 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 we haven't seen him. He's been kind of, he's played a lot of minutes. He just hasn't been real consistent. I, I think you're to- totally right. I thought we'd kind of see them get up tempo and kind of run a little bit more, kind of be that, not Dunk City type of team, but just like a little bit more feverish down the down the the court. But yeah, they're another team with with th- that really hasn't grabbed any sort of bench either. I mean, their bench minutes are really bad. I mean, twenty four and a half percent of their minutes are from their bench. I mean, they're, they're they're running a lot of minutes out there. They haven't gotten out of Nemhart what they should get out of them. They've just been kind of a weird team. But as we kind of move on, Mike, I mean. Kentucky's your team is LSU's intriguing to me. I I definitely, I'm interested in them and I'm, I'm getting interested in Auburn. I I guess I'm just still waiting for that group to, to kind of, they have a lot of good wins, but I don't know if they have any, they don't have any great wins. I mean, Davidson's a solid win. I think Richmond's a really good win. I love what uh, Chris Mooney does down there. That's a really good basketball team. Furman's solid. You know, NC State. I mean, they're they're kind of one of the poor ACC teams. Are you are you sold on Auburn? Who who do you like here long term?
3: It's very tricky because, and I used to joke with Cal because I think Cal is like a let's go guy at heart on steroids because he gets all these stars. And I used to joke he gets thirty six stars worth of players. But in the end, his success is defined by making Final Fours and now winning titles. I mean, he's won one title since he's been there, right, at Kentucky. But, I mean, again, it's about sustained success. So Kentucky, again, doesn't have the offensive go-to guy. People went nuts over Tyrese Maxey. It reminded me of last year when I went nuts on Kansas on Quentin Grimes, and that was his best game of the year. So they need a player to step up. I still believe in Kermit Davis. Ole Miss is not playing any defense whatsoever, but they have a lot of offensive weapons there that can absolutely score. I think Nate Oates will get it right. Uh, Kira Lewis has not quite gotten going yet. So, I, again, the SEC people say it's down. It's the top is not the elite elite. But my question is this, is anyone elite in college basketball? Like, are we sure that a top group in the SEC of, let's say, a, a Kentucky and LSU – Um, Mississippi, those sort of schools, they may be just as good as the other schools. It may just end up being that everyone is down right now. So if I had to pick a favorite, you know, I'd probably vacillate between LSU and Kentucky just because I think that they'll survive more often than not. But I still believe in Old Miss because I think Kermit Davis is a great X as an O coach. You just got to get the defense down.
2: Yeah, no, he was – I mean, remember some of those teams at uh, Middle Tennessee, Reggie Upshaw, Giddy Potts, some of those teams, they were really good. One thing about Auburn, if you're out there betting Auburn or looking at Auburn, one thing that this team needs to do is stop fucking shooting threes. You're not not last year's team, okay? Stop jacking up tons of threes. You look at three-point attempts to field goal attempts, I mean, way too high. You're only making 32% of those threes. They're actually a really good two-point offense. I don't know what – what what why they lost the plot? I don't know why they continue. Like bright, like Brown and Harper aren't on this team anymore. Like I I don't know why. Like they just feel like they need to keep jacking threes. Not one player on this team that plays valuable minutes is shooting above thirty six percent. I mean it's just it's a weird game plan. I think against teams that they played it will it will work. But as you you know some of the teams you mentioned, eventually you're going to have to you know and. This is a terrible foul shooting team as well. That's going to be another thing that will cause them to not uh, cover numbers. By the way, back to Florida, 4-8 and eight against the spread. If you're looking to bet on Florida, you might want to kind of tiptoe into SEC play. You'd have to figure though that, that will go up. Uh, Mike, uh, so you know what I was talking about when you jumped on? San Diego State. Um, I've kind of flirted around the idea. I've, I've got kind of a weird history with this program. When I was younger, uh, I had a friend of mine that – went to San Diego State, he graduated from San Diego State. I, I've, I've been out to VA, I've seen many games there. And I was out there when Kawhi Leonard was there. And I remember seeing Kawhi Leonard in college and some of those teams under Steve Fisher, and they were terrific. But I look at this team, and I, I say to myself, could they be better than that Kawhi Leonard team, the one that you know, went to the Street 16? And Malachi Flynn, I mean, the kid's starting to look like a complete All-American. I mean, they've got a great front line, and you look at the schedule. Okay, outside of Utah State, it's likely they will not be an underdog the rest of the way. Uh, they've gotten some really good wins in their non-conference schedule. Give me, out of 100%, what are the chances they run the table going into Mountain West conference play, tournament
3: play? Uh, it- It's definitely possible. There's some tricky games along the way, and I will tell you that I was a little thrown off recently today when we saw teams get up big in conference and then let the team back in. You saw East Tennessee State let Wofford back in, a Wofford team that's not playing anywhere near defensively as they were last year. You saw UNC Greensboro let Mercer back in, so it's tricky. The question is, can they put away the teams that they're supposed to put away? Of course, I think it's going to be a tough game when they have Utah State and teams like that. I don't think they will run the table. I think it's going to be very tough in a year of parity where that interquartile range of teams here are really, really close together and the the high extremes aren't as good. I would put it at 20% because they need to be healthy, which they weren't today. That's why they didn't cover against Fresno. The Fresno Fresno was missing Nate Grimes as well and a couple other guys. So I don't think they'll run it. I don't think they will. So I'll put it at 20%, but I agree. I think their offense, uh, offense under Dutcher, is much better than it's ever been, and the defense is certainly there. If they stay healthy and they win a couple of those big games on the road, Boise's always tricky as well. They could do it, but I'd say, you know, out of every five times, once.
2: I gotta tell you, I mean, you look at everything they do. I um, mean, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of deficiencies here. I mean, there just aren't. I mean. They look like that team under you know because that was one of their issues last year under Brian Dutcher. They didn't look great uh, defensively. They, they were kind of at times struggling. I remember they lost to Brown at home. Kind of had some weird losses, but uh, I got to tell you, I don't see a lot of deficiencies. I think the good thing about Saturday's game too, Mike, is against Utah State. It's it's so early in the conference season. I mean, you're still um, you're they're still without Kate, I believe. Uh, I didn't I didn't catch their last game, but. This he's been back. Good no, he's as... been
3: back. He's been back. Is he back? Yeah, he's been what back. Miss... He's has... He's been back. But he's been limited. He was limited, but he played That's decently right. against Florida. He's back, but they got to attack him inside. But he's... he's definitely not
2: 100%. But again, it's a great time to face him right early in the season. So, uh, listen, Mike, uh, let's have a friendly bet. I, I think they're going to go undefeated. Okay. If they don't go undefeated, well... um, I will do something nice for you. I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh Very all right. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. Mike, uh let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Uh Mike, you can hang on for a couple of minutes, right?
3: Oh, with pleasure, my friend.
2: Okay, I look forward to we'll be back right after this. fresh opinions on sports, sex, culture, food, and more? Well, it's time for you to go check out our friends at pubsearchradio.com. From podcasts to blogs to live content and radio, live in the heart of San Antonio, Pubsearch Radio provides plenty. They have terrific soccer, UFC, and niche topics, too. Leave it to me, leave it to my opinion, the big men on campus, I co-sign pubsportsradio.com. And you can also check out people like me, Donnie Rightside, Ski Profit, and more. Check out the newest in opinions in all the blog culture, pubsportsradio.com. bro podcast it is new year's day it's gonna be a it's actually a big week in philadelphia you got the Mummers parade tonight got all these nuts down on second street going crazy and this week we have the philadelphia eagles south philadelphia seattle seahawks this weekend i will be in the building looking forward to it uh it's time to win a playoff game but we are back talking college basketball with our friend mike Rand and mike interesting we just talked about Kada According to our friends at Three Men Weave, who are at the game, uh, he will not play tonight. Uh, interesting. Uh, what, what's that got to be wow. about? Is it, is it maybe just uh, a
3: yeah, little knock. Yeah, maybe they rushed him back. Yeah, maybe they rushed him back too early. I don't know. He played. He was okay. I mean, he was decent. But it, that's interesting. Maybe they felt they rushed him back too much. I'll tell you this: maybe they're holding him out because they want to hold them out for this weekend. They think they can beat UNLV. That's interesting. But, yeah.
2: UNLV is at a new low. I mean, guys just getting rested against UNLV. That's sick. I mean, hey, listen. I mean, they're a pretty damn good team without him, so I, why not rest them? I mean, we got a big game this weekend. Why not? Um, Very But, tough. yeah, that's – UNLV is really uh, falling on some hard times. I thought they'd be better on Otzelberger, but – uh, it hasn't worked out so far. Uh, Mike uh, Gonzaga, number one team in the country. I think the most complete team in the country, as usual. Uh, Mark Few is the best coach in the country, and if you want to argue with me, you can go ahead. But, I mean, no one has done more in 20 years with a program than Mark Few, and no one's done it less with anyone than Mark Few. Uh, they have the best front court in the country uh, from a cumulative basis. Uh, Mike, another team that, I mean, it's, it's – probably going to hold the number one seed for a long time, number one overall uh, ranking for a long time. They have the number one offense in the country. Um, I mean, really have pretty low deficiencies. I think the only deficiency would be the fact that Killian Tilly seemingly gets injured every game. But, I mean, it's just amazing what Mark Few does. I mean, he's been able to keep – assistants like Tommy Lloyd, I mean, Tommy Lloyd can go coach in another program, but you know, they have such a a churning machine up at Gonzaga. I mean, we have to realize Spokane is a nothing town. There's nothing there. It's like going to, you know uh, you know, some random, you know, city in, in Utah, there is nothing there. They love basketball and what an amazing atmosphere it is. They're killing it this year. uh, Mike, Uh, they're the number one team, uh, aren't they?
3: Yeah, they're fantastic. And and listen, Few is a legend. We love him also because he stayed. He stayed at Gonzaga. The guy's just happy. It's okay to be happy. You don't have to keep competing for the next area there. And if it wasn't for that Kennedy Meeks play at the end of North Carolina, who knows? They could have been a national title. But he wants that one. I know he wants a title badly. And he's going for it. I will tell you this. I do think the Killian Tilly injury is a problem. Gonzaga fans, my partner is one of them. They speak about Killian Tilly like he's the second coming of Dirk Nowitzki. The guy, it does not he has not worked his upper body. He does not like to play down low. He's an excellent shooter, but you cannot rely on him. Remember a few years ago, man, when they were playing in the tournament, and I think like um, they were playing Florida State, and then Tilly was like magically ruled out right before that game, and the whole game changed. So I will tell you this. They're fantastic They play great. They play at a high level. They don't get upset by inferior teams. They pounded Texas A&M, which Oregon State couldn't do, on the road there, which I know isn't great, but they don't get beat by those teams. However, I will tell you that I think their biggest challenge in the WCC is BYU. I think BYU is legit. I think Uelli Childs makes a huge difference inside. And when St. Mary's actually broke through and won at Gonzaga a couple of years ago, they did it on the heels of Jock Landell inside. I think BYU matches up very well with them. And I think that that is a team that could definitely give them trouble. I think Gonzaga is light years ahead of St. Mary's. I've seen it over and over again. Jordan Ford's a tremendous point guard, but I think they have their number in a big spot. But I'm very curious to see that BYU game. It is home. It's January 18th. How many great games on January 18th? By the way, at home, I think it's going to be a really good one, a really close one.
2: Yeah, you know, Tilly's interesting. Uh, he's got that Olay type of uh, feel to him. You know, he's he's a gifted player on the perimeter. You know, he occasionally catch it and shoot it, but he's not Cemekardowski. He's not doesn't have the tenacity and the the power of uh of that guy or DeMontis Sabonis who had that you know, DeMontis Sabonis always had that like little like you know, that, that he would mix it up with you. I feel like in a street fight he'd knock you the fuck out, you know. Uh he's got that yep. like uh Lithuanian, you know, girth to him, you know. Um you know he's not his father for sure. He's not that big bruising guy but I don't know, DeMontis Sabonis, I remember earlier this year, Joel Embiid and him got into it uh, in Indiana, and I, I gotta tell you, I think DeMontis would hold his own. I gotta tell you, I think the kid's tough. Uh, Tilly, Tilly does not have that in him. Uh, I like the kid Petrushev. I, I've liked what I've seen out of him. He like yes. he get some real yep. game, and the fact that I mean I, I mentioned Tommy Lloyd and the reason they are able to get so many of these kids from Europe and Asia is because Tommy Lloyd goes and recruits them. I mean, yeah, you know, Rui Hachimura. I mean, Rui Hachimura barely played basketball. I mean, that's a. I think we have to remember what he's what Mark Few has actually produced. Like it's it's kind of amazing, really. Um, you know, I'm blown away by his, by his success. Um, Mike, Michigan State, um, they're kind of interesting, right? I mean, I think coming into the season, everyone had them pegged as the best team in the country. They had the best player in the country. Um, obviously, Cassius Winston had some, obviously, horrifically bad uh, news right as the season got started with his brother. But I feel like for me, like, we haven't heard anything about Michigan State. And a lot of it's had to do with the fact that, you know, they've basically beaten up on every team in Michigan, not named Michigan, Uh, you know, the Westerns, the Easterns, the Oakland's Um, what's your thoughts on them going into conference play? Because Ohio state seemingly has grabbed the headlines and I got to tell you, I think this is a, I really love this conference. I mean, Purdue, I feel like is kind of this year's, you know, team. They remind me of like a poor man's Virginia. I'm just looking to see if they have enough offense to kind of what it matters most get the job done is it savanovich is it hunter is it proctor who is it what are your thoughts on the big uh 10 and and is michigan state just being kind of not real talked about what's going on with the spartans
3: i think we're going to find out a lot tomorrow night against illinois i i think illinois has the type of team that could give them a problem now look michigan state didn't have winston in the last game against western michigan they blew them out but that's not going to be able to happen. And Winston's been through hell. Of course, him and his family, horrific, horrific tragedy. Um, he is very valuable to them on the on the court now. No Langford, of course. Without Winston on the floor, we're talking of, of Xavier Tillman and Aaron Henry. Those are the type of guys we're talking about. That's not going to get it done in the Big Ten. I do think that Michigan is going to regress a little bit. I think they were hot early, and I just think this is a really tough conference, so I want to see how they're going to do on the road at Purdue. I think Wisconsin could actually be pretty decent. They got the monkey off their back by playing well on the road there against Tennessee, and Ryder is actually a decent team, and they pounded them the other night. So they were sandwiched between the Tennessee game and then they go to Ohio State on Friday. So I think that's interesting. Penn State looks good, but the question is, can they win on the road? I think it's very, very competitive. I don't trust Maryland now. The two kids are transferring. So uh, even though Anthony Cowan is phenomenal, so the question to me is I want to see what's going to happen here with Illinois. Cause I think they're the team that could step up and do some damage. They have a nice home court advantage. They play well at home. This will tell us a lot, man, if Michigan state blows out Illinois and Winston's back and he looks healthy, then they're clearly the favorite to me going away with Ohio state going back between those two. But if they don't, I want to see what happens because Ohio State's going to be there. Michigan State's going to be there. The question is, is can somebody else step up? I don't think Michigan can do it. So I'm kind of curious to see this Illinois game. This is the barometer for me.
2: Yeah, I got to ask, you know, who guards Ben be- uh, Bezhanashvili and-, and Cockburn? I-, I mean, I that's a pretty monstrous front line. It's They're interesting. And, and A.U. Uh, Dasunmu hasn't really played particularly well. I mean, he's been in certain games just, not a real factor so yeah illinois it seems like that win against michigan a game that i gotta tell you mike i had them in uh i felt good about it that's a great as you said a great home atmosphere i think they really are kind of a an interesting side wisconsin you mentioned yet Micah potter eligible which is a big help to that front line um yeah i it's it's open, isn't it? How uh, about Iowa, Mike? Does Iowa do anything for you? There's two teams in the Big Ten. Iowa and Maryland, I never like backing because I hate Fran McCaffrey and I hate, I hate Mark Turgeon even more. Mark Turgeon is a complete loser. He doesn't win. Uh, it, uh, he's kind of how I feel, like you feel about Eric Musselman. I, I hate Mark Turgeon.
3: Well, the Iowa thing with Bohannon now is going to be an issue. The guy I've been impressed with is Garza. Did you see Garza against Michigan? I mean, look looked like Shaquille yeah, O'Neal in his eyes. I mean, it couldn't stop the guy. He's been great. They, uh, they do a nice job. Again, the, Fran has a system here. Okay? They run. They get up and down the floor. They play well at home. But we're talking about teams that are, could possibly win the Big Ten. My question is going to be who can win on the road. I think it's tough to win at Iowa. I think it's tough to win at Illinois. It's tough to win all these places. Do I think Iowa can go on the road and sneak in and get a top three finish in the conference? No, I don't. But Iowa's going to determine it because it's going to be the teams that can go and win there. And I have a big question about Cockburn. He's been phenomenal. Tremendous. The question is, Frosh. let's see on the road. Let's see against those Michigan State bigs. Let's see what you can do yeah. there. I know you're not Vernon Carey, but let's see what you can do. Don't get in foul trouble the first five minutes and go on the bench. Don't give me that. I want to see him play. If he does, Illinois has got a shot.
2: Yeah, great point about that. It really is a barometer game because the one barometer game that I see here is they passed, Maryland. They almost won. They let a big lead go, and they were right there. But they got destroyed at Arizona, and – yeah, they didn't play particularly well on neutral court against uh, Missouri either. Yeah, you mentioned it. I mean, whether it's Harms, Trevian Williams, John Teske, Luca Garza, Wesson, uh, there's some tremendous bigs in this conference. Uh, Mike, before we let you go, um, i got a couple questions, Twitter questions here. Just kind of rapid fire. UNC. Are you on the wavelength here that this team will not make the NCAA tournament? Because i got to tell you, I am, and I'm pretty disappointed because I made one of the worst comments, and I look real stupid making it. But, again, on the surface, I don't think I really look stupid. I thought it was unfair that they had Cole Anthony in that offense coming into the season, but good old Roy Williams who – is kind of the older version of Eric Musselman. He's just a rah-rah good recruiter, but I think what it comes down to it, I don't think he has any idea what he's doing on the sidelines anymore. Uh, this team has been a mess. What's, what's your thoughts on them? They have two wins. Nice win the other night against Yale, a game that's tough. Yale's actually really good and one of the best teams in the country against the number, but they're going to get beat up in this conference schedule, aren't they?
3: Yeah, the, I mean, preseason you were thinking they were, what, fifth? I guess you're going to put them behind Duke. You're going to put them behind Louisville. You're going to put them behind Virginia. And the question is, you're going to sneak somebody else in there. Maybe fourth – I think they'll find a way in because Cole Anthony's that good. I will tell you this, man. I was actually impressed. Sometimes I'm impressed with losses. I was impressed with the loss against Gonzaga. I thought they competed well. I thought that was going to be a 25-point blowout. It was pretty much, you know, 17-19 to 19 the last second half, and then they came back and really showed me something. So, you know, they'll get the bigs to develop. Roy's done a good job. I get it. I hear what you're saying, but they have won three titles there. I think they'll make it, in. I do, but I don't think they're going to finish in the top three in the conference, which is different because Roy – like usually the shtick was last year, I used to say, he didn't bonk two years in a row, okay? And he did in the tournament. He didn't perform last year. I was expecting a big UNC run, and it didn't happen. So here you go. Now you're with the Florida states of the world, and can you beat NC State and things like that? That's the question. And you know Bayham will get hot at the end of the year. He always does. Even if he gets in the tournament, he probably shouldn't. He ends up doing some damage with that zone. So, yeah, I, I think it's a down year for them, but I think they sneak in. Imagine them in like an 8-9 game, huh, playing into like a one seed?
2: Yeah, no, it's a great point, Mike. Virginia, uh, I, they're a team to get to start looking at. Braxton Keys back. We know how good they are defensively. this having a good year. I know they haven't been on the surface very good, but they were without Key for a while. Um, they're, they're an interesting team, obviously. Notre Dame, they're interesting. Um, you know, obviously, Metro Florida State. A uh, couple more questions here, Mike. Uh, I hate the Mac. One of the conferences I absolutely despise. I hate this conference in football and basketball. Uh, we have a question here about uh, Buffalo. It's pretty much a foregone conclusion. They're not. They're not going to repeat in the MAC, are they? I mean, Nate Oates is long gone. Uh, Akron looks really good. Eastern Michigan looks good. Are you a MAC guy, Mike?
3: Oh, I, I'm a MAC guy. I mean, I loved Buffalo. I thought Buffalo was going to make a run that year when they were good. I loved watching them with Nate Oates. Ball State's been frisky. They got to make their threes. I watched them out in Hawaii. Toledo's okay. Yeah, I, I'm 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 into all the teams. Akron was blown out UMass the other day, and then they let them back in because UMass can shoot themselves in and out of a game. You never know what's going to happen. Bowling Green's tough on the road. Yeah, do I think they're going to do damage in the tournament? Probably not. But I'm a I'm a I'm a junkie man. Am I watching the MAC? I absolutely am. But Akron looks head and shoulders above because they're really good defensively.
2: Yeah, I hate. Mac, uh, by the way, though, you mentioned ball state. <laughs> Teague is terrific. And, uh, Ishmael Amin looks, I mean, pretty much like his dad did. I mean, it's the same player. One of my, by the way, one of my favorite players ever in college basketball is Khalid Amin at UConn. I mean, it was very, very few better, uh, him and Rip Hamilton. I just absolutely loved, um, Mike that's the, uh, that's the second time
3: we the second time we had a Yukon reference here because I was laughing when I wrote some up for Action Network I was saying that Yukon has not won at Cincinnati since Jim Calhoun was the coach maybe it was when LME was playing actually they haven't won there and they certainly didn't win there tonight
2: What's well, funny, I saw a tweet, someone was railing on a a follower of mine because he's a UConn fan and the ba the, the, the guy basically said, Well, uh UConn hasn't won shit since Calhoun was there and, and the guy responded with, Well, yeah, they did. I mean they won the year after with Kevin Ollie, if you remember, but Yeah. Uh yeah, UConn is uh by the way, the Hurley brothers, um, are they the most overrated coaches ever, those two?
3: Like Yeah, you know, I like str- Bobby goes, yeah, Bobby was good in Buffalo, though. Like, I, I, he should be better at Arizona State. The game against St. Mary's this year was bizarre. They got their doors blown off on a neutral court, which was crazy. Danny's a let's go guy. I mean, he's a rally guy. I remember here in Jersey, the chance Bobby's better. And Danny was a heck of a player, which is kind of unfair. But he always sure. got compared there to Bobby. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think... Again, here's the thing. Just because I don't think they're the second coming of Rick Majerus or Mike Krzyzewski doesn't mean that they're bad. It just means that their ceiling is capped.
2: So Bob has been okay. One thing, in one thing you have to learn on Twitter, and one thing that I've like started to understand is like, fan bases are so delusional. Like they – like I get into it with college football fan bases all the time, and I've I've completely destroyed some of these fan bases recently just because you know some of these fan bases think that their team it's like the '80s. Like, yo, bro, your team hasn't won shit since the '80s. Why do you act like you're Alabama or Clemson? And I mean, some of these guys. That's why I don't. I don't. You know, I'm kind of happy that I don't really root for anyone. I and I like Temple. I'm a Philly guy, but. I mean some of these college football fan bases are absolutely maniacal, but hey Mike, before you go, you want to take a phone call? We got a caller that wants to ask uh you got you something, I believe.
3: Fire away, yeah.
2: All right. Uh Tyler, go ahead. What's up, Tyler? Yeah, yeah. Hey hey big man, you you,
4: you there? You hear me?
2: I am. What's up, brother? Hey, uh, I appreciate you
4: taking the call. Uh just you know, and I I, I wasn't listening earlier and uh I, I I don't know if you touched on it. But um, how good do you think Dayton actually is? And then in the Pac-12, I'm a Colorado guy, so do you think they can actually make a run in the, in, in the West? Coast? Like, Do you think that's an actual sting out there uh, with Colorado? Do you think they can make a run? Um, I, I don't want to get too far into it, but uh, I'll hang up list and listen, and, and uh, anything you have on Colorado would be much appreciated.
2: Yeah, we'll hit both. Thanks, uh, Tyler. You're the man. Appreciate it. Uh, two good questions by Dayton. I think they are very for real. Uh, I'm actually going to go check them out tomorrow against LaSalle up at Goal Arena. Uh, by the way, Goal Arena, one of the, the – you know, Philadelphia is – listen, for anyone that wants to tell you Philadelphia is, Philadelphia is basketball heaven – Uh, It's one of the great basketball cities in America. It's actually probably the basketball city in America. Um, I'm going to see them tomorrow against the LaSalle Explorers, who actually are playing really well. They're one of the better ATS teams of the country. Mike, outside of Gonzaga, is Dayton the best offense in the country?
3: Dayton's offense is maybe the most explosive in the country, but I think they're a little overvalued now by the public. I think this is a big game against LaSalle. That spreads at 10 right now. Let's see them cover because, as you know, they've been bad against the spread. I mean, they, had, they played tremendously well. The Virginia Tech game, they were on fire. They sh- should have won the Kansas game there. They were great there. Colorado was a tough game, and I think it revealed something because they, they barely covered against Grambling State, and then they didn't cover against North Florida. So I want to see them against LaSalle. Obi Toppin, tremendous. Three-point shooting, Crutcher, everybody, phenomenal. 63% from two-point and then top 15 and three-point percentage. They're great, but I think they're overvalued in the market a little bit here. So, you know, everything's close together. I want to see how they do on the road against LaSalle because I know that money's going to come in on Dayton heavy.
2: Yeah, you good point. Didn't cover against North Texas, lost to Colorado, didn't uh, cover against North Florida. I think they needed like a three at the buzzer to hit against Houston Baptist. Um, so yeah, I mean you're, you're kind of onto something, but yeah, to, to, to address the caller's point, yeah, I, I think they're, I think they're the favorite in the A, uh, the A10. I think Richmond's really interesting. You know, VCU's solid, but I wonder can VCU win outside of that arena? Um, you know, and outside of that, I'm not a big Dayton or a Davidson guy. I don't love uh, what like I think Duquesne is just kind of on kind of a heater. And I think you're right. This game tomorrow is going to be an interesting one against LaSalle. These Is Colorado coming? I like Colorado. I think they have one of the best home court advantages in the country. And I think tomorrow night, I think they will beat Oregon. Um, I, I know that a lot of people will be on the docks And that just is one of those games, Mike, where in conference play, you've got to be able to see through the, uh, the mirror, if you will. Uh, Colorado was really good, and they're really good at home. That is a terrific atmosphere. I think last year, I want to say it was, as far as I saw a metric, it was – like one of the most efficient home court advantages. I I think it was Ken Palm, actually, as far as home court advantages. So uh, any thoughts on Colorado before we we let you go?
3: Love Colorado. Of course, Bay, McKinley, they've all been fantastic. The big guy inside is great as well. Here's my issue. I understand that Oregon has never won under Dana Altman at Colorado. Since Colorado's come into the Pac-12 They've never won there, but I put this out on Twitter earlier. I was trying to look at this because I knew Colorado was going to be favored, and listen, they're great at home, but they did lose to Northern Iowa at home, okay, 79-76. All of those games except for one in 2013, it was always Oregon going to Utah first, and then the turnaround two, three days later at Colorado. This year, they're going to Colorado first. Yeah, they're going to Colorado first. I like Oregon in that game. I think Oregon's going to be able to shoot it. I think Colorado is really solid. They were very impressive against Dayton in the neutral. That was a nice win, and I like them a lot. And yes, I do think they can contend for the title. I just think that Oregon is on a heater. They're playing well. The backcourt is super solid, Duarte and Pritchard, and they did win at Michigan, and they played very well there. So I really think Oregon's going to take this win tomorrow, and I think they're going to break the streak. Altman knows the streak. The players know the streak, and now they have no excuses. They've been off. Here they come into Colorado. So I agree. I think the money, people are going to get in on Oregon a little bit, but they may be right this time. If they don't get it this time, then they're never getting it because I feel like it finally set up for them a little bit.
2: Yeah, Nafali Dante might be the, uh, the the straw that stirs them here in this game. He might be the difference. And, Mike, let's be honest. I mean, they really haven't played since December 18th because, you know, I, I know Texas Southern always gives them a game for whatever reason. They actually beat them last year. But then, you know, Alabama State to nobody. Uh, great uh, great point by you kind of uh, mentioning about that. Mike, uh I got to tell you, Mike, I could probably talk to you about basketball for the next three hours. Probably we could probably go through every team in the country uh, and talk about them in some uh, aspect. Check Mike out on Twitter at Randall rant. Check his podcast out with Gus, uh, the screen, the screener podcast, check him out on action network. Uh, Mike is doing everything uh, that he can to talk about college hoops and football. Mike, uh, leave us or something, um, What's a team that you've been making money on that you want to tell us about? Do you have one off the top of your head?
3: Yeah, there's two. Number one, you mentioned it just a second ago, VCU at home, and they're going to put a can of whip-ass on Fordham. Let me tell you, the other because Fordham's <laughs> terrible. I've seen them around here. VCU at home, that defense is outstanding. And, folks, the Ivy is a real, real thing. Harvard is real. And a nice teaser the other night with Harvard and Yale – Enough with the Ivy League. You think they're Lewis Skullnick from Revenge of the Nerds. That is not the case. These teams are well coached and they can make shots and they can play. Yale is playing very tough at North Carolina, which wasn't easy. And I also think last one, Vermont is finally making threes. And Vermont is solid. They challenged themselves. They won at Carnoseca Arena. They played very well down in Virginia. And now Anthony Lamb and that team's making threes. Great coach by John Becker. Watch out for Vermont as well.
2: Mike, I did a, I did something the other uh, – about a week ago. I, I did some studying on – last year I just destroyed it with VCU first halves. Um, they're a team that I'll tell the listen audience about. You know, bet them full game, but they're terrific in the first halves. And Mike's dead right. I mean, Jeff Neubauer, what a mess it's been at Fordham. I mean, I think the only thing good is the fact that you play at Rose Hill and that's a cool campus. But outside of that, it's a complete mess. Hey, Mike, before I let you go, I got a, I got a real small mid-major to keep your eye on. You want, you want it? I'm going to give you a good one.
3: Oh, give it to me. Give it to me, man.
2: Br- Bryant. This team is really interesting. Uh, they were yeah, terrific the other offense. night. Against yep. Yeah. Lost, I, I actually saw them earlier this year against Rutgers. Lost by two at the rack. They hung with Merlin the other night. This team is a terrific defensive team. Very good. Uh, they're big. You know, they, they – They're just solid. Keep your eye on Bryant in the NEC. To me, it goes through LIU and Bryant. It's going to be a hell of a matchup. Keep an eye on Merrimack as well. Uh, Joe Gallo's team, terrific defensive team. They play a lot of zone up there. Um, By the way, Joe Gallo follows me on Twitter. I'm not sure if he knows what actually I do. Uh, Maybe he might want to unfollow me. I don't want to get him any uh, issues (laughs) with his – day job but uh mike uh, you're the best uh, i could talk to you forever i'd love to get you on frequently if, if you want to come on i'd love to catch up with you you're a great follow and uh i urge all of you go check out mike on twitter check out his podcast and his content that he's doing mike you're the best man thank you
3: big man anytime always a pleasure this is the fastest time of my life here we could do it for another two hours
2: mike uh listen uh by the way for me, I know you're an nfl guy eagle seahawks who you got
3: you know, boy, two teams that are banged up there. I, it's it's very tough. I I'm going to take the Eagles cuz they're home. Russell Wilson's been phenomenal there, but the Eagles they, they Peterson's getting things right. They're so banged up. Both teams are. I'm going to go with the home team, the Eagles.
2: Good stuff, Mike. Mike, listen, maybe we'll get you on next week. We're trying to make this regular thing. You're the best.
3: You got it, man. Anytime cheers Mike, thanks uh,
2: Mike Randall joining us, find him on Twitter at Randall Rant. Uh, I'm here, you want to call me call in now 515-605-9349 uh, let's hit some phone calls here and then we'll come back I believe our friend Rob Dunphy the Philly tattoo guy is going to call in talk Eagles, Seahawks, we'll talk uh, more college hoops uh, alright caller, you are up, go ahead, what's your name? Big man yo, what up?
0: how you doing, happy new year
2: Happy New Year. What's your name?
0: It's Bruce Shad.
2: Hey, Bruce Shad. What's up, my friend? How about that? Long time. What's up, Bruce Shad? Man, where you been, Bruce Shad? Long time. Yeah, where you been, dude?
0: I've been around. I've been around. Nice to see you doing the podcast again.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I thought I'd come back and get something going at night. Um, How you been, Bruce Shad? Are you uh, – I'm surprised you called in. Usually we're uh, bashful about calling in.
0: Yeah, no, I, you touched on a topic. I uh, figured I want you uh, addressed there, and uh, so I figured I'd call.
2: Okay, Bruce, go ahead. What do you got?
0: Yeah, you, know, you just mentioned uh, the Twitter touts and everything, how uh, with the fake names yep. and all that stuff, and uh, I was just thinking if. Uh, if the person's banging out dog after dog after dog, I don't care if his name's fucking Joe Blow or or John Smith and
2: uh I hear you. But like I any- hear you
0: like any signal, it's um they have uh you know, for uh for the new Twitter person they might not know what to look for uh for fake people, but uh usually by the content they post uh you can get a handle if they're uh, any good.
2: Yeah, you know, I think I think with what I was saying, I I think you just definitely have to do your due diligence. You know, when you're looking for someone on Twitter, I think you know, kind of when you look at, you know, let's say how long they've been on, or, or you know, the kind of like you said, the content that they're posting, you can kind of figure out within a day or two if the guy's legit or not. If a guy's just yeah. consistently just, you know, talking out and and you know, you, you don't know much about him, you haven't really seen much, uh, you might want to kind of you know take a look a little deeper, but. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I think you gotta obviously take a day, you know, person by person and uh yeah, uh, be be fair with it with
0: it. Yeah, for sure. Uh any uh any C B B winners today or what?
2: No, you know, I actually took the day off at CBB. I B B. I didn't really I've actually been um I kinda just played the horses today. I was I was I was betting on that most of the day. I didn't really like much of college basketball but um, yeah, I mean we're gonna get back into it tomorrow. And uh, yeah, how you been? You know, you've been. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not. I don't want to touch a nerve here, but I, you, don't, you don't. You don't. You don't. You're not on game Show anymore. I don't think, are you?
0: Uh yeah, I, I still watch. Uh, okay. Yeah.
2: Still, still apart. Well, I have to tell him I talked to you. I have to tell him you're you're a little bit uh, you're a little bit uh, a little bit more vocal now. You you are. A little bit more um, ornery, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, the Bruce super fan, or uh, Gabe super fan.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah, I think I... one good thing, one good thing about Gabe's group is, I, I think he kind of weeded out. You know, I'm not saying that everyone that listens to him is the same, but there were a couple guys that listened to the show that were kind of dicks, uh, and Gabe knows mm-hmm. that. I mean, Gabe is well aware of who I'm talking about, uh, and I haven't seen them around much, so. It's good. Gabe's a good guy. I, I've met him. He's a great guy. We gotta get you we gotta meet you soon, Bruce. Shatton. When are you gonna come out of the, the fucking cave? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's almost time, no doubt. What well, did listen, you uh, think of that Sam
2: did well, si- you see think what, of that what, Sanford
0: Citadel today?
2: Well I thought it'd be a lot more high scoring. I was surprised to see it was so low scoring. It was in the sixties, which is odd for those two groups. I, I didn't watch the game but I mean, that's a total that was up towards 170. It only falls, you know, 137. I mean, that's wild. I mean, it finished about 40 40 points lower than what you thought. But, I mean, Citadel just really couldn't make any shots. It was kind of odd. But you didn't get the pace there either. But, you know, we'll definitely keep our, our nose to the ground, Bruce Chad, for sure. It's good to hear from you, man. Make sure you call in a little bit more. Good hearing you.
0: Yeah, I didn't watch that game either, but I hopped on uh, that first half under 78 and 79, so I hit that, wow. and I figured it was what a cool. trap today. Like, Yeah, I, I, you, I, uh, tweet, or I sent the text out earlier to my buddy. I told him I usually target the over with these two teams, but I felt like it was a trap today after like New Year's Day. And, uh, How about and that? And it started quick. It started quick the first five minutes. I was like, fuck. I was like, I need to slow the pace a bit, and then it fell on like 75, so... I was like, "Thank God."
2: Uh, interesting. Yeah. First ten minutes, it was. I mean, they scored uh, thirty-seven points in the first ten minutes. You're kind of thinking, "Uh oh," but wow, good call by you. Yeah. That, that's impressive. I mean, you're just kind of going against what you normally do. That's not something that I would normally do, but that's that's good work by you, Bruce. I know you. I didn't know you about yeah. those schools, but yeah, great work. Uh, yeah. As we have you, <laughs> I have you here. I, I did want to, as I'm kind of looking here, um, there's a lot of. No, um, Mid-major games tomorrow. A lot of things to wet your whistle with. Uh, we talked earlier mm-hmm. about um, some of those teams. You know the the, the Merrimacks, the, the the Northeasterns, the teams I like got. But I think Mike was dead right. The, the guess we had. I I think VCU pounds Fordham tomorrow. That Fordham team is really bad. Uh, they have been brutal lately. They've lost four or five, including losses to Manhattan. Bryant, Tennessee State, and James Madison. They did get a win over Coppin State, but who cares? Uh, That's a team I think we're going to definitely look to fade. But, hey, Bruce, Chad, great to hear from you, man. Definitely want to hear from you more. Make sure you call in again, all right?
0: Yeah, definitely. It was nice chatting, and, uh, yeah, good luck on the place.
2: Thanks, Bruce. Cheers, buddy. Have some dominoes, all right? Cheers. Take it easy. Goodbye. Um, Go ahead, caller. You're live. What's up?
4: Hey, what's up, big man? How are you? Good. What's
2: your name? Good. What's your name?
4: So, uh, it's it's uh TL Boyd. How are everything good? What's up, man? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, what's going uh, on? Uh, I'm talking we're talking college basketball futures here. Um, I uh I took uh I got Louisville early, but now I'm looking at 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 Arizona at plus 3000 doesn't look doesn't look horrible.
2: Uh yeah, I mean at thirty to one, I think that's definitely worth it. I think lately, I think the concern with Arizona is like, what are they? Because they they kind of look like a team yep. that's yep. eaten a lot of like average teams, and then they step up and play Baylor and lose. They step up and play Gonzaga. That eighty four eighty score is not indicative of the final. That was they were down fifteen for most of the second half. That, that, uh, was, that was a John, fifteen twenty. That
4: was a fifteen twenty point game the whole way.
2: Well, I wouldn't say the whole way, but in the second half it was. In the first half, it's actually quite close, but Gonzaga was really never in doubt to lose. St. John's, I mean, that was a weird loss. You lose without Mustafa yeah. Heron for St. John's. That was a weird one. This is a big game this weekend, a rivalry game against Arizona State. Uh, it's at home. They need to. I need them to go and win that game by double digits. I need them to take care of business. And then the big game coming up is really going to be the barometer for them. Away at Oregon away at Oregon State. That's not easy to do. Oregon, Oregon State no. tough. Oregon State's pretty solid. So yeah, I think from a long-term perspective I have interest but then I also say to myself, well um, I really don't know what I have with them and I also know that with Sean Miller I generally never know what I'm going to have and I never Dude, know that I'm going to win anything. I can't,
4: stand, I can't stand Sean Miller even like back in his Xavier days. Like I can't stand Sean Miller to be honest. He just, well, he, I, I, he rubs you in the he wrong way. Win. I
2: don't think he wins big games. Yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a scumbag too. I mean, as we know. But thirty to one's a good price. I <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, at Fanduel, yeah, I mean, that's
4: w- what it is. Maybe, maybe it, when it comes
2: down to it, he's just a fucking scumbag. <laughs> no, he's a scummy guy. Uh, but thirty to one's good, a good price. I mean, at Fanduel, it's twenty three to one, so it's definitely a good price. At thirty to one, though, I'd be much more interested in. Purdue, Dayton, Butler, I, all those yep. teams are a little bit more interesting to me than than the team you mentioned. Texas I mean, you can get Texas San Diego State at 40, I don't hate. Yeah, you can get San Diego State at forty-five to one. Texas Tech at fifty yep. to one. Yeah, Texas, yeah, Texas yeah. Tech is interesting because they beat Louisville without jemias Ramsey. Jamaris Ramsey's back now. They're interesting. I, I still like Xavier, Houston. Um, Arizona is interesting, but we just know what we have with them, and until they start beating some teams. But I guess it's really your job to think: Hey, do I think they can go out and beat Oregon? Do I think they could beat you know uh, teams like that? Because you obviously well, want to get right. it. of the number.
4: I, I think they're a team that can step up and like maybe play to their competition a little bit, and maybe they fall, and maybe that's the default on their end. But when they do step up in the bright lights, I think they I think they can step up and 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 win a couple big games. I don't know. I could be wrong, but.
2: No, I listen. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it happens. I mean, they're they're really good, but I just I it, the truth of the you know, matter is they have not beat anyone really worth talking about outside of you know Wake Forest yeah, and right. Illinois. Illinois was a good. Yeah, win, Illinois, but, and uh, that, that was it. And that,
4: that I and that could be a good win against Illinois. to Be honest, it could at the end of the season no, it could be a big win. Who knows?
2: I think it's a pretty good win now. I mean, it's a Big Ten team. You beat them by. 21 and you put up 90 so yeah i think that's i think it's a good win it's the best win for sure yep
4: all right man i appreciate it uh have a good one talk to you later
2: thank you uh tyler man good to talk to you uh thanks to all the people that called in we still have about 30 minutes if you want to join us i really will just go for as long as we have people um we had a great uh conversation with our friend mike randall who uh, was very kind to come on Uh, i appreciate that um I am going to try to get some more people on obviously we had Ian Cameron I'm going to look to try to get some you know three men weave or um uh, more other handicappers uh it'll be fun we'll uh we'll chat and, and see where um things are going but before we uh kind of continue I do want to give out the phone number if you want to join me 515-605-9349-515-605 9349 uh before we continue the show let's take one more break we'll be back with you right after this Looking for fresh opinions on sports, sex, culture, food, and more? Well, it's time for you to go check out our friends at PubSearchRadio.com. From podcasts to blogs to live content and radio, live in the heart of San Antonio, radio provides plenty. They have terrific soccer, UFC, and niche topics too. Leave it to me, leave it to my opinion, the big men on campus. I co-sign pubsportsradio.com. And you can also check out people like me, Donnie Rightside, Ski Profit, and more. Check out the newest in opinions in all the blog culture, pubsportsradio.com. Don't teaser me, bro. Podcasts. It's New Year's Day. It's New Year's night. It's New Year's for another hour. And then the real year begins. Uh, just checking in with uh, our bowl game, the Sugar Bowl. It is about the most boring game in the history of boring games. Uh, however, Baylor's just scored. That's a big uh, touchdown for Baylor. It's 19-7 to 7 now. They're down just 12 Uh, Really, up until then, Baylor couldn't do much of anything defensively. And really, kind of a tough performance if you're Baylor. I mean, you basically get shut out. You get shut out in the first half. um, And with so many, I mean, there's like 10 players, you know, for 10 to 12 players for Georgia out in this game. Really, kind of an embarrassing performance so far. Uh, But Baylor does have life. Uh, Currently, uh, they did just score. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Still, plenty of time. 12 minutes left in the third quarter so we'll see where that one goes uh, as we uh, head in uh, to a Georgia possession here um, so yeah as far as college hoops is concerned um, great call with Mike Randall a lot of games tomorrow a lot of uh, interesting games a lot of fascinating games get Illinois Michigan State which we talked about I think Mike was dead on the money I think it's really a barometer game for Illinois. Uh, you know, can you go on the road and perform at a high level? You're going to get double digits in that game. Uh, you're going to have a certain match of advantages. Can you go on the road? And you know, I think that's the season for Illinois. It's prove it things. Okay, so the first one was can you beat a good team? Okay, because you had lost to Miami and Arizona, and you beat just nobody. Your best win was Hawaii. You lose to Maryland. You give up a big lead in that game. So then you're coming at that December 11th game with Michigan. You're saying, okay, win. They do. They win by nine in a game that really wasn't competitive. So now it's another one of, hey, okay, now I want you to go on the road and win. Go to Michigan State and win. But as batters, the great thing is we don't need them to win, or we don't need them to win. We just need Illinois to stay within double digits. So we'll see if they can do it. As Mike said, it's a big-time barometer game for that group. We'll see if Cockburn and Bez Hanashvili really can, can find a way. But it's time to go to the phone lines and talk to one of our favorite people. Uh, and it's a big week in Philadelphia, as many of you know. Uh, the Eagles are facing the Seattle Seahawks coming up on Sunday down in South Philadelphia. And I know one person that's going to be excited about that is Rob Dunphy, the Philadelphia Tattoo Guy, who I'm going to be seeing tomorrow evening uh, as we head down to Crickwater in Northeast Philadelphia to record his podcast. Rob, how you doing? How's your New Year's?
5: What's up, Jeff? How you doing, bro? You look good. My New Year's was good. Spent it with some family and some friends, and my kids and all, so you always
2: a good you know, time. I saw, you with a shirt, I saw you with a shirt on for once. Uh, you bought a new car, I believe, and I saw you with a shirt on. That's the first time I think I've ever seen you with a shirt on. How does it feel to put a shirt on?
5: <laughs> Sometimes I got to put a shirt on. Uh, in reality, I got to go uh, put some shirts on. But nah, yeah, I got a new car for my girl yesterday. And uh, but yeah, I was down there at the game. The shirt was off this weekend. It was raining. How about that? Terrible, but they got the win.
2: Dumphy's so moving up in the world. He's going out and buying cars for his girl. Just uh, just good to be Rob Dumphy, as they say. But um, Rob, uh, big game this week. Obviously, the Seahawks coming in. Uh, what's your first thoughts on this game? Cause I told you, I didn't think this team could win if Lane Johnson doesn't play because obviously no Brandon Brooks. Um, what, what's your first thoughts on the game?
5: Um, well, of course, like every, every other game, you gotta see, uh, like who's in, who's out. Like you said, you brought up Lane. That's a big miss, but we've been doing pretty well with Adam. Five stepped up. He's doing pretty good. No Brooks, obviously. Um, so, yeah, we got we need some players to step up. And um, I like our backup. Uh, can't, I'm throwing a blank right now. I know we were talking about I can't think of his name on the top of my head right now. Matt backup T- for Brooks. Who? So?
2: Matt Tobin. Or Matt, Matt Pryor. Yeah, Tobin. Not, Pryor, Pryor, Pryor. Tobin was, was here a couple of years ago. Matt uh, Pryor,
5: I'm sorry. Yeah, Pryor. I like him. He's uh, he's done pretty good when uh called upon this year. Uh, he's not new Brandon Brooks, but. Well, hopefully get the job done for us. And um, I think Lane, I think Lane could have played last week. I think they just wanted to. It's like a four-week injury. Um, they just wanted them to get some extra rest. I'm pretty sure they were pretty confident last week. But um, yeah, now uh, I'm a little. The only thing I'm a little worried about is Russ. I mean, you got to be worried about Russ. He was an MVP candidate up until about week 13, whatever that was, and. Um, up until about when they played us, and then he kind of came down to earth. He came back to, like, reality a little bit. They, uh, I see the stat. They're missing, like, 70% of their offense coming into this game or something like that. And through weeks one through 15 or something like that. It's pretty crazy. way their running game. And, um, <clears throat> so if we can make them one-dimensional, because I'm not too worried about uh, Marshawn Lynch, honestly. Um, even whoever their running back was. I mean, they got lucky last game, dude. They really did. We had a we had ter- we had a bunch of injuries like we do now, but we didn't have no time. Carson had no time with these guys. Now he got time with these guys. They're comfortable. They look uh, they look confident. These players are out there playing for Carson. They're having fun. Defense is clicking now. It looks like, and um, they took a trick play for a touchdown pass for them to score, and a and a long breaking uh, broken uh, touchdown run by Penny for them to even get on the board against us. And um, But, that, yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident coming into this week, actually. I'm not even being a homer when I say that. And uh, I think we're going to be smooth sailing with the lead majority of the game. I think we're even going to be up double digits at one point in the game. And um, I think Russ is going to bring them down for them to get a touchdown late in the game to make it seem like the score was pretty close, but it really wasn't as close as the, the score is going to tell it to be at the end. I think the Eagles uh, are going to do really well this week. Yeah, keep in
2: mind, I mean, you mentioned Penny. Penny is out. Chris Carson is out. Uh, Marsha right. Lynch is in. That, that's your running back this week. And I mentioned this when they played the first time. Uh, people have to realize the center for the Seahawks, Joey Hunt, is a third-string player. Fletcher Cox needs to dominate inside on Joey Hunt. Okay, he's not a good player. He's not. They're not a good interior offensive line. Mike Upati's been injured. They should be able to make waves on that defensive line if you're the Eagles. Uh, Dunphy, I'm going to see you tomorrow, and we're going to talk. Are you, are you excited to meet me, Dunphy? Because a lot of people uh, don't get to meet me. You're going to get to meet me. Are you excited about that?
5: Yeah, yeah, I'm a little excited because I see you always on Twitter and all. So I want to see how you are in person. I mean, similar a good guy, you know? Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely am. Uh I'm looking forward to seeing you. Uh but before we let you go, Donphy, uh you you know, I heard you on the radio the other day. You have do you have a commercial on the radio? Is that true?
5: Yeah, the Parks Casino. Um it actually Jesus. ended yesterday. Unbelievable. It ended yesterday. Um it was like a six week thing. Uh ended yesterday, but uh we're uh we're in talks of a new contract and they want me to do a new different commercial that will be uh that'll be on there soon too. So I'm pro. I promote a sports for them for my Instagram.
2: Well, listen. Um, if you're in Pennsylvania, you're in the area. Give your give the promotion right now, Dolphy. Go ahead.
5: Well, I would, but it, it, it's up. It it, it was um, my promo code was oh, Dolphy, and you got a free fifty bucks for the end of yesterday. But yeah, still going uh, there. If you, if you have already, don't don't bet with all these other guys. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> bet with Park. No, I. Hometown.
2: Uh, no. I, I, I've used, I use parks. It's a good book for sure. Uh, the the only issue I have with like parks and DraftKings and stuff, you know, I bet horses and I can't bet. horses. Yeah. There's no
5: horses enough. on there.
2: Yeah. So I got to use TVG and or other but stuff. Yeah,
5: another, but, uh, yep. Another thing with the game this week, I was, uh, I was looking in, the, looking at some things and they're, they're really, they struggle a lot against tight ends and, um, and, uh, like, running backs catching the ball at the out, uh, at the backfield, which is something that's been our strong suit, especially in this four-game winning streak that we have going on right now. So, I know Doug's going to implement that into the game plan even more now. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to do that. I'm really confident in this in this week. They're missing, like, four of their five-star offensive of the linemen, too, I think. So, like, you brought up their center their third string or something like that. And not even yeah, sucks. He's gonna get double teamed, you know that already. Even if he's gonna they're gonna try that. And Jernigan, he balled out last week. Uh sweat, he's playing good. Like they're like everyone's stepping up, dude. And everyone's playing really well.
2: So No, I think Barnett, t- I Zach, think you're totally Hester. right. I think you're I'm totally right. I think it should be a fun week. No, I am too. I can't wait. Let me ask you, Duffy, do you have do you have the same tickets every week? Do you have season tickets or do you sit every, you know, different places?
5: No, I don't have season tickets. I get, uh, I get t- different tickets every game. Um, I go on StubHub or I have, uh, I got, a I got like a new, like, uh, fan base now kind of, so a lot of people hit yep. me up yep. and they'll ask me if I want to sit with them, uh, for like whatever their, their face value is. And then Parks gave me a bunch of seats too, so. They all uh, pay for me to go to some games because then I was doing like promotional videos down at the games on the tailgates, and we were getting content yep. for my social yep. media while I was down there.
2: And one thing you'll uh, learn, Dumphy, is uh, when you when you start getting noticed and people start knowing who you are, like they'll just give you shit. Like I get people all the time that like will send me tickets or or whatever. Like it just they're nice. Yeah. But uh, hey, before we let you go, Dumphy, do you like other sports, or you just you're just a football guy?
5: No, I'm I'm in the. uh all sports really. I don't follow college as much as I used to, but I follow uh, basketball, football, and baseball. Baseball is probably my most followed sport. Okay. Um, then football and then basketball. I'm not too big into hockey. I fell off recently, and the same with college ball. I don't really follow too much college.
2: Well, uh, there is some interesting Philadelphia news coming out. According to reports on Twitter, the Sixers and Blazers uh, are in talks about possibly a trade involving C.J. McCollum and the Sixers. Let me tell you right I now, please make that, that? happen. Oh, I've just heard it, the the league. I, I've, I've okay. heard it through different, you know, different bloggers and different uh, NBA guys. Um, just kind Get of it. rumor reports and things like that. We don't know how true it is, but – Hey, anything uh, anything positive about this team? Because I've made it clear, I can't stand Brett Brown. I don't think they win with Brett Brown. Uh, but I would definitely enjoy if they got TJ McCollum because I think he works uh, really well uh, with T.J. them. But, so, dude. Yeah, he really He's is. Uh, plus, he went to Lehigh, which is very close to this area. Um, that's actually where Eagles training camp used to be, if we remember. Um,
5: yeah.
2: All right, Dumphy. good to hear from you, pal. I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. And for anyone that likes my content, they want to follow what I'm doing, go check out my guy Donfy and his boy Joey. They do Fly High, the pod. I will be on it live tomorrow. We'll be doing it from Crickwater, twenty six seventy six Bridge Street in Bridesburg. Looking forward to. It. I haven't been to Bridesburg in many years, so I'm excited. Uh, good to hear from you, Donfy. We'll see you tomorrow. It's a
5: low-key neighborhood. But um, yeah, thanks for having me, dude. Um, I'll see Thank you tomorrow. You, pal. Sounds yep.
2: good. Later, yep. Uh Rob Domfee, the Philly Tattoo Guy. You can find him on Twitter at Domfee underscore 215. Um, all right. Well, there you have it, folks. The show is complete, um, and we will ride off into the sunset here uh, on a Wednesday evening, New Year's Day. Uh, just an update down in uh, the Sugar Bowl. Uh, looks like Baylor had a fourth and four, um, and they went for it uh, and fumbled. A uh, complete mess. Uh, that could be the game there. It could have been a good spot for Baylor to get right back into the game, but they have not done it. Uh, also, rest in peace to David Stern, uh, one of the great commissioners we've had in professional sports. Uh, he passed away today at the age of 77 um many of uh, the great acts that he performed as a commissioner probably the most visible commissioner i remember i mean i you know my whole childhood was david stern as the the commissioner of the nba i remember uh you know uh allen iverson uh he basically david stern changed the dress code uh where basically you couldn't wear headphones chains you know sleeveless shirts sunglasses jerseys that kind of thing Um, And I remember Iverson basically said, uh, you know, they're targeting guys that dress like that. And he was right. I mean, but again, it was a consistency thing. I don't know. I always wondered how he could always, but I guess he is the leader of the, of the, um, of the league. He can kind of change it how he wants. Um, He had some lockouts. I think, you know, he added some new teams as well, relocated some teams. Uh, renamed the NBA finals trophy, Uh, but he was a good, he was a good, um, he was a good commissioner for sure. Definitely. uh, One of the things you remember from him most is his meme, uh, his, uh, his gif on, on Twitter where he's drinking the water and he kind of like swallows it. It's kind of like surprises him. Uh, But uh, yeah, he passed away after emergency surgery uh, after a brain hemorrhage, uh, which does not sound, um, does not sound real good, but uh, hopefully uh, his family finds some peace. Uh, David Stern, dead at the age of 77, um, rest in peace to him. Uh, all right, we're out of here. You all enjoy your night. Have a great evening. Uh, thank you for listening. If you're out there, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you for Mike to Mike Randall for coming on. Randall rant on Twitter. Love talking to him. Thanks to Rob Dumphy for calling in as well the Philly sports tattoo guy. He likes the Eagles this week. Uh, Shout out to our other callers as well. Uh, We had Bruce Shad. We had a couple others as well. So thank you for joining us. Uh, We are out of here. We'll see you all next week. We will not be on tomorrow as I'm heading to Philadelphia, but we'll be back next week. Try to get this uh, consistent uh, and try to get some guests on here. It'll be fun. Everyone have a great night. Good night.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Don't Teaser Me Bro podcast Sunday through Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. As you know, we cover it all. But if you do need some more, follow Jeff Nadu on Twitter at Jeff Nadu, and also get his work at DMOCWins.com. If you would like to track Donnie, check him out on Twitter at Right Side VP, and also his work at RightWager.com.